Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. Of course, I am Miss Shannon. I'm joined as usual by my friend, my co-host, uh, my Be Our Geek life partner, Jayton Satia from the Twin Cities Film Fest. Konnichiwa. I like that. You've been surprising me every episode with something a little bit more uh, a little, a little flavorful something, something. every time. Yeah. I appreciate that. We've known each other for a while. Yeah, so, so you're like, I have to surprise her. My research and development for the show is how to surprise <laughs> you every single week. I appreciate it. I am also appreciating you letting us broadcast as we always do, or usually do, from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios here. Um, and today is going to be really fun because we have a good friend of ours as our guest geek, and we get to talk about one of our favorite ways to ring in the holidays. We are going to be covering uh, the Star Wars. Wars holiday special with our friend Chris Crap. I know it's one of my favorite things to talk about that a lot of people either have seen or heard of and are scared to see. So I've been in my house for about 12 years, for almost 14 years actually, mm-hmm. um, and we've had the same mailman. And ever since we moved into that house, the mailman, like again, I, I, I watched the Star Wars Christmas special. We'll talk more about this later, but um, Obviously, a few years ago, right? right? I've watched it several times, but he was the first person to tell me as soon as I moved into that house. He was like, "Okay, I'm weird this way, and you're gonna know this about me if you just moved in. But you have to watch this thing. <laughs> if, we're, if we're gonna be any kind of good buddies, you have to." And then I'm Wait. like, "Hi, my name is Jaden." <laughs> Your postal courier. My postal courier is the one who made you aware of the Star Wars holidays. You did. Welcome, that welcome. Service with a smile. That is, I don't get that. And we talk yeah. about that in a moment. Yeah. And you still have my postal service. service so carrier. let's take a second. As we, uh, since he has uh, his sexy voice, if you wonder what that sexy voice is, that is our friend, um, Christopher Grop. Uh, Chris, I, uh, here's the thing. Normally, I will come up with like a theme song, something appropriate for our guest geek. And I usually will uh, announce what their title is. The thing about your title is your title has so many words. So many words. Like, it, like if you look up his LinkedIn page, it's the Senior Manager of Experiential Entertainment and New Marketing at what the is, Mall of America. What is the acronym the, for that? Right. What do all those words mean? Chris Grab, G-H-I-J-O-J-D-D-M-O-A. Usually, I just, I don't even, one, I'm glad you look at my LinkedIn page. Yes. That brings a smile to my face because as you notice the picture is not me no it's, it's a baby monkey yep. i love that <laughs> <laughs> that's my first barrier to entry you gotta get past that guy if you want to do business with that guy all right we but you talk. do want to do business with that guy that's you know how linkedin that's they talk about like professionalism obviously this is the first entry first impressions you can't get better than a baby monkey that's true uh and one of my skills on there is nerf basketball so. <laughs> Take it all very seriously. No, at, at the end of the day, um, what I do is experiential and entertainment for Mall of America. Right, and you actually have done stuff in town with like the uh, the Minnesota the, the the film board. You were involved with them for quite some time, and right. you were before that. You were part of your experiential nature was working with the previous theaters at the Mall of America, and so I am very excited that I get to because you were so involved in theater, and I randomly run into you and your family normally when I'm out seeing one of these geek films. We, you and I normally go to the same theater. Um, and also my good friend Jayton, who is the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. The fact that I get to bring up a movie today that I saw the screener to and neither of you two experts got to see. You're, I'm very excited you're about that. you in the studio right now, you'd see the, <laughs> the redness on Chris's face. 
the the despair in my family. Oh no! How can this happen? And it's true. Yeah. I mean, we typically get those screening at the same screeners at the same time. Either we go and watch them together, right. or you watch them from your house. And yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen this film. No, nope. I'm super excited to eventually see it. But I'm actually, I'm actually getting excited. You tell me about it. Should I, should I go film, watch this movie or no? You should go see this film. And the film that I am happy to bring a review, a spoil, spoiler free review of this morning to be our geek, um, is the brand new film that will be out in theaters December 14th. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And flip it out. My name is Miles Morales, and in my world, I'm the one and only Spider-Man. That is, until he showed up. And it's a no on the cape. I think it's cool. Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape. Uh, All right, you ready? Uh, out. Hey, guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another dimension. How many more Spider-People are there? Hey, fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. My name is Peter Porker. How am I supposed to save the whole world? Yes, yes, yes. That was what I was uh, privileged enough to see yesterday was a, a preview screener of Spider-Man Into the Universe. I've been excited about this film since I was in a San Diego Comic-Con and they were talking about it. And a lot of the voice actors that you heard were actually there on a panel. So you did get to hear Mr. Uh, Shamik Moore, who plays Miles Morales in the film. Haley Steinfeld, who's Gwen Stacy. Uh, there's actually um, a part in there with our good friend Mahashala Ali is in the film as well. Jake Johnson and Lee Schreiber. It was Chris Pine. Chris Pine. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Nick Cage. And, and Nick Cage. And Wait, Nick Cage. What? You didn't notice Nick Cage? Not. Yes. He plays the noir version of Spider Man in this Got one. It. So um, it is an amazing cast of voice actors. And my opinion, fantastic film. You all need to go see it and take your families. That's what you need to see. Yeah. But it's an animated film. It's not meant for adults. And, and this is. I think the Spider-Man movie that we all need to see and what we needed in our life. And one of the things that I thought was so joyous about it is that when you went to go see this uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie is that I did not happen to take my son. There were a number of other adults that were there just on their own. were just friend, you know, people that were excited about the film, but there were so many families that were there and to be able to see this just such a, a diverse group of people all enjoying the film. And it's not one of those films where, okay, these jokes are for the adults. These jokes are for the kids. It's just funny. It's just put together well. And the animation is amazing. And when you watch back to some of the um, interviews where they're talking about how it took them two years to put it together and the way they were trying to come up with a new style of animation and this combination of what they can do now that we have amazing computers, but then also that, you know, that line artist, like actually putting together, it is fantastic. From like a, uh, obviously from a geek perspective, you look at the storyline, the story obviously first. So tell me a little bit about obviously how are they combining multi-universes into this? Is there, is there central Obviously, he's trying to like save the world, but are there and different As Spider-Man things? does, but one of the things I think is interesting about it is that we are starting the new arc when we're using the Spider-Man that's Miles Morales. And Miles it. Morales was an interesting character that started in the comics, I believe, in like 2018 um, when they started this new um, character. And one of the things that's really cool about Sp uh, Spider-Man is that so many of us, especially if you were like uh, a geek of color and all these other things, it was somebody you could always relate to. We're all Spider-Man and how one person can make a difference. And it's 
you know, the, the, the recurring theme is, yeah, it's Spider-Man, it's, you know, radioactive spider, stuff happens. That all stays regardless of where the Spider-Man comes from in which part of the Spider-Verse. That's one of the recurring themes. But there's a still a storyline of, yes, there's a Peter Parker, but here's what Peter Parker's life was in this different universe or here's what happened with Spider-Woman or here's the, you know, basically the anime version of it from this other life or the, they throw in the old school noir version, which is what Christopher's talking about with Chris, you know, with um, Nicolas Cage. So you have a little, even like the fact that they throw in, you know, Peter Porker, who's Spider-Ham, which (laughs) is like one of the craziest series that you could ever read, but they managed to make them all make sense and still follow through to what you love so much about Spider-Man and going, I can see why this person is going through this journey and I can see myself as a spider person. To go off what you were saying, Stan Lee had said before when they talked about the most popular characters globally, Spider-Man was the most popular superhero because he was fully masked. Right. And that way people could see themselves in it. So as the Spider-Verse grew, they were able to actually represent those characters and this is the first time right. we're getting that on screen. That's awesome. And it was so fun to actually see yourself represented but in a way like similar to Black Panther where it's just a good film that happens to have these things as well. And so, you know, when you're looking at the Miles Morales character of Spider-Man, um, it's still that, you know, one of the things that I think they did a great job with, the, you know, that character when they were writing that series is it's still what you expect from a Spider-Man origin story. This geeky high school kid, you know, he's just trying to figure out who he's do, you know, who he is, how he's going to grow up, what he's doing. This radioactive spider hits him. Then all of a sudden he has powers, and his powers are still kind of like this metaphor of puberty and growing and doing all this stuff. All those beats are still being hit when you're doing Miles Morales' Spider-Man, but in addition to anything else, you know, everything else that you would expect when you're watching Spider-Man, then you get the additional flavor of he's biracial, you know, and his dad is you know, African-American and his mom's Puerto Rican. And you just organically see this family that's still dealing with the same things that families deal with. And him going, I don't fit in and I don't understand what I'm going to be and trying to figure out this whole journey and you get to go and follow along with it. And Kim, I think that's part of the fun thing is when they, you know, and again, spoiler free, when you do see all of these different characters that and what they're going through in the different Spider-Verse, that's the recurring theme is that there's this sense of loss and then overcoming it and knowing that you're not alone. And so it was fantastic. It was beautiful to watch. The one thing I will tell you, and I feel like when I was a kid, they used to put in an occasional, hey, if you possibly have, if it's too blinky, if you have some sort of any condition that having things that are too too blinky, that would be a concern. I felt like there should have been a warning uh-huh. about that because it is very visually stimulating. And some of it, if you had that concern, and I know a lot of people don't. Like we, I think that we've gotten far enough along that yeah, there's not as much of that. Yeah. But I would tell people, like, it can't be a lot. You know, so the, with the new form of again new new dive into this type of animation as the creators are trying to get to it's much more from at least the commercials that mm-hmm. I've seen it's much more true comic coming to yes. life as opposed to too much CGI any of that I mean even in animations you can add a lot more that absolutely doesn't need to be necessary and now there's these commercials are like you know 
turn your TVs to certain modes right. to truly watch it how filmmakers intended it to watch it. And I think those things are important messages to put out there um, because as independent artists, you want to show, show your true art. So I'm very much looking forward to how this new style, stylized animation yes. is actually going to play in the same breath that you were talking about. Is it too jarring? Is right. it too... You know, visually, visually stunning, and also visually, you know, impairing us to like not, the, you know, take take a sneak away or just kind of clear your eyes for a second. I did really enjoy the three dimensional comic book feel of it, and that's what I felt like. It did look not only like it could have been a, a comic book panel if you actually had a tangible book, um, so it had enough of that throwback. And they even do use some of like the thought bubbles and the way they do just to kind of throw back to it and bring you back to that's what the source material is. So the way that they did it, I thought was really fun. I also really, I thought the soundtrack was perfect. And as somebody who's like continually to celebrate how long hip hop has been mainstream genre, the fact that so much of what they're doing, even though it's Post Malone and all this stuff, it just organically just feels perfect, like the songs that they do. And so everything about it, I know that we had talked about we need to come up with a rating system for BR Geek. We'll do that in the new year because like kind of thing, because we were like, we keep thinking that we're going to come up with something, Chris, and we don't. So what I will say is, Miss Shannon says go see it. <laughs> so if this film were to come out in February, March, April, or even during the Oscar buzz season, so you come like September, late, late fall, would this qualify in any of these award It seasons? would definitely be up for best animated film. Okay. And I think that it's, you know, the fact that they intentionally brought it out in theaters, because they could have said, nah, this is a series and it's this. And, you know, they're like, nope, we're going to do this on the big screen. And it's totally, totally deserves that. I think that there would be a lot of those things where it would be, there's no reason why you should go, Coco was a more worthy film, you know, than this one. Yep. You know, I think definitely it would be up for a lot of those things. Cool. Well, the only reason I threw that out there is because of the Golden Globe nominations came out. And if you came to the festival, six of our films that we showed um, actually got nominated for the Golden Globes, which is kind of a bigger step in like will they eventually get nominated for the Oscars right is the, you know the the meter on that so we had Green Book with five favorite with five if Beale Street could talk my favorite film of the year mm-hmm. with three uh, can you ever forgive me with a couple boy erased and private war with a couple as well so I think well I might have missed it but did did Viola Davis get nominated for Widows? I don't know if she did or I not. I don't know, but I did but just I see a really fantastic, because she did get an award recently, and she did a fantastic, uh, very Viola Davis-style uh, awards acceptance. acceptance speech, where she was really talking about why she decided to start her production company and what yeah. she, you know, back to our, you know, my uh, previous statement about inclusion right. on why she continues to do what she does. Yeah. And so... I hope so. So we'll have to look and see if we missed her. If not, yeah, we should like start tweeting about them right now. January sixth <laughs> is the Golden Globes, and now all of a sudden I'm getting all these pings in my email saying, "Hey, I know you guys do an Oscar party. You're just kind of an impromptu thing. Will you also do a Golden Globes party?" So I am considering doing a Golden Globes party as well. And I, like I may that talk idea. to the experiential director of the Mall of America <laughs> about that. If you know, if you know him or her, let me know. M M M kind of thing. <laughs> I'm offering my home right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's even better. We'll start with that. We'll start with that. And we are going to go uh, deeper into uh, our experiential director and our guest Keek's life story and a great event that he does in town for the Star Wars holiday special when we get back on BR Geek.
Welcome back to Be Our Geek. I'm Miss Shannon Jayton Satia here at the Twin Cities Film Fest studio. And now we are going to get to know our guest geek a little bit more. So Chris Grop. So Chris, we have known you from, let's see, Jayton, when did you meet Chris? How far back do we go? Do you oh my God. See, that makes it hard. 14, 15 years ago, longer. That's when you were first pitching. The festival. The festival. Oh my wow. God. Uh, yeah, yeah, right around, wow, 12 years ago-ish. I love it. That's and a I long time. <laughs> that is crazy. Especially since you're only 18. <laughs> you know what? He started I'm as a feti. A feti. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why do I feel? And I feel like, I, you know, Chris, you and I met a few years ago, but I met your wife first, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to do when I still was working in radio. So his wife was in the industry as far as these things go over at the Mall of America as well. So I was very excited when I found out about the event that you do. And uh, every year, for how long now have you been doing this fantastic Toys for Tots drives that focuses on the Star Wars holiday special? This is my 12th year. Congratulations. The Dirty Dozen. Wow. <laughs> I know. A very significant portion of my life I've been hosting this <laughs> event, and it truly it is my favorite night of the year. I absolutely love it. And so when you were sitting down with your friends, like, you know, 12 years ago and going, you know what, I think this would be a great idea. How did that thought process go? Uh, I'd been obsessed with the Star Wars Holiday Special for quite some time. Uh, <clears throat> I became more aware of it back in 97 when I lived in L.A., I was at a comic convention, and they were selling VHS tapes. Right. And I took it, and I watched it, and was blown away. (laughs) And so then, as you will do, when you work with people, you get their resumes. And I started seeing this pop up on resumes of people I was working on films with. Really? So I would ask them, like, what happened? How did it happen? What was your involvement? You know, tell me these stories. So um, it it was just kind of a thing for my friends and I. And uh, when I moved here and started work with the Film Commission, I wanted to do something to share this monstrosity with people in one of the best ways possible. And I thought, as a toy drive, this could really be a lot of fun. So we show it as a Toys for Tots event, and it has grown and morphed into this big, beautiful celebration of weirdness. It, It is it's more Rocky Horror Picture Show than right. it is anything else. And I say it's the safest way to watch the worst thing ever. Exactly. And so to back up for anyone who is not familiar with the Star Wars Holiday Special, so imagine that you were a young person in 1978, and you get down and you sit down in front of your TV show, and you're expecting to see Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk. And instead, this is what starts. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening.
and I'm going to let it play until we start with the credits. You have to start the opening. Here we go. Imagine you're sitting watching your television. Your beloved theme song starts playing. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Exactly. No warning signs yet. Nope. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Yes, I like that. I'm good. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Well done, yes. Yes. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Of course, of course, yes. With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Yeah, right. yeah, look, they got all the big names. I'm impressed. Peter yeah. Mayhew as Chewbacca. Oh, yes, you have to have Chewie, yeah. R2-D2 as R2-D2. Okay, yeah, all right. And James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Everything Darth seems Darth perfect, Darth right? Nothing could go wrong. Introducing Chewbacca's family. Wait, what? <laughs> His wife, Mala. His who? He's got a wife? His father, Itchy. Hey, hey, why is his name what? His son, Lumpy. <laughs> Ouch. That's not good for a teenage With boy. With special guest star, Beatrice Arthur. Yes. Art Carney. Of course. Why would you? some honey And Carol. The Jefferson Starship. Wait, who? <laughs> Harvey Corman. Theatrical production? <laughs> and an animated Star Wars story on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh my gosh. And then you continue on to two hours of the most ridiculous television. It makes list after list after list of the most ridiculous television of all time. Because um, it is funny, like, when you read back to it, and Chris, I don't know how much of the backstory, because you've talked, you've tried to talk to people that have been involved with it, as you said, and, and I do think it's interesting, because when you look into it, there's there's these stories that most of the stories lines I, I get to where it's like, George Lucas is like, you know what would be cool? If we really followed the, the, what's going on in Kashyyyk and we just knew about Chewbacca's family. And people are like, okay, kind of, we kind of get that. And he goes, no, 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 really, we're just going to do a whole like family saga of what goes on on this planet. And then the writers start going, you know, that's a little weird if we don't have you know, them speaking in English or subtitles or whatever. And he's like, nope, we're going to go all in on this. And so it basically turns into this super weird version of Lassie, but with you know Chewbacca's family hanging out, having like this life day, you know, preparation, and things continue on. And so, how long is it at the beginning of the film where people, where, not people, where <laughs> you see Chewbacca's family interacting, and there's no English dialogue? Yeah, right from that point on, after the credits, when they come back, it's about seven minutes of just <laughs> seven minutes, which makes Wookiees. it feel like again. When I first watched it, I'm like, oh, do I have to turn my subtitles off? <laughs> oh, is there is this a bad copy of what I received? I literally spent the first five minutes trying to problem solve what was <laughs> happening on my TV. Right. And within and about two at a minutes, certain point, I give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, within about two minutes, you hate Chewbacca's family. Yes. You hate them. All of them. They're terrible. <laughs> Every single one of their family members. I'm I, just kind of like, I'm, why am I, I don't know, for some reason, I continue watching beyond those five minutes, though. <laughs> you have but to. But that is the thing. You can't look away from this. One of the things I think is interesting about it is even though no one speaks English, they're all speaking, you know, they're all just growling they're just growling but you do still kind of get what is going on with this family interaction because even though they're Wookiees you're still kind of like but they're just having normal family interactions 
she's putting up with Chewie's father. Their kid's running all over the place. Dad's gone. What is he doing? Everybody's concerned, and they're just growling at each other. It's really, it's, it was actually probably a pretty accurate glimpse into the home lives of, of many people. Sure. <laughs> they just they had a, they had the holidays. They had a house. Thanksgiving, that's what you get. Yeah, right. Exactly. Their house looked like the Brady house, but except it was up in a tree. And everything about this is so gloriously awful that Chris is right. I'd seen it like bits and pieces of it. But then when I saw it at the first one of uh, your uh, specials and I got to see it around other like-minded people in this kind of, you know, we've seen it. There's people who've seen it so much that you can actually like talk along with it and act as stuff. It really does just change your whole mentality about this thing. So I love that you do this event. Oh, yeah. And like I said, you know, it's it's grown. Uh, the first time I showed it, it was just me letting it run and that was terrible <laughs> still great but then i reached out to the 501st legion and i started working with them and costumers for a cause and actually uh, toys for tots has embraced it so we have kind of our own variety show now where many of these people from these costume groups um, they volunteer their time they create costumes that are specific to the special and they pop out and interact with the audience so it's really it's it's our own little variety show it's our own little rocky horror picture show it's, you just don't <laughs> and, know what's going to happen the location is like where do you showcase this bright lake bowl like, yep so great. the first year i did it was in the classroom at ifp Mm-hmm. And after that, I wanted to grow it, and everybody turned me down except for Bryant Lake Bowl. <laughs> and because of that, I will never leave Bryant Lake Bowl. Bryant Lake Bowl, if you have never been, especially to the to the back, the screening area, it's probably one of, the, one of the more intimate settings you can watch a screening. And actually, you can get food there, you can yep. get drinks there, so it's not like you're just old. It's, you can get do whatever you want right. in those seats, and there are comfortable seats and. You're having the, the you, you feel like you're on the stage. You actually feel like you're part of the experience. And, and that is exactly it. That's why it's so perfect. Again, the food and beverage is great. The servers get into it. They dress up for the shows now. Right. Everybody is ready to just have a good time with this. And truly, people are so generous with the amount of toys that they bring. Like, this event really pulls in a lot of toys. And, and it's awesome that they stay in the community. And uh, and now you do multiple screenings, you know, each year. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you how many are up to There's three now? Mm-hmm. We do three screenings, the four o'clock show is the lightest for sure the seven and the ten always sell out but the four o'clock my dream was always kind of like there's somebody in an office somewhere who's thinking of what to do for a party bring your staff out oh that's a great almost like almost like a private screen exactly (laughs) almost exactly but you get the same show every time yeah i appreciate it and um and i chris i know you have some stories about um your interaction with people who have been in it and i did find a clip of harrison ford in 2006 he was um on uh talking to Conan and Conan was brave enough to try and talk to him about it and it didn't go well let me ask you something and this is a question I've wanted to ask you for a while and I've always restrained myself Star Wars of course came out 1977 I believe huge international hit one of the biggest hits of all time rockets you to superstardom Uh, and then shortly afterwards a, a Christmas special came out that was produced by George Lucas in which all of the uh, participants in Star Wars were, were uh, <laughs> came together and they made this Star Wars Christmas special and the tape's been passed around for years and the rumors that Lucas is trying to suppress it because none of you look happy while you're making this thing. <laughs> and I thought I'd just ask you about it. Do you remember making this Christmas special? <laughs> it was 1978. No, you don't remember it? <laughs> Because Harrison Ford looks like he's going to crawl through Conan O'Brien. Can you remember this incident? 
No, no memory of it at all. No, so no. it doesn't exist in your. No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No. What if I were to tell you that I had a little piece of tape right now? <laughs> what if I were to roll that piece of tape? How would you feel about that? I wouldn't feel. I don't know. I've never seen it. Maybe it'll be nice. Isn't that fantastic? Go ahead. Roll it. <laughs> it won't be nice. The Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special. Chewy, check and see if the coast is clear, will you? You're like family to me. It. Harrison Ford is not feeling it. He's grumpy anyway. Well, the stories I've heard that matches up. Yep. That he wouldn't remember. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> that Wookiee looked at you with, with lust. That was... Real affection. <laughs> Quasi-affection. And I think it's fantastic because, I mean, you look at it and we make jokes every time we watch that everybody seems so coked up and so out of it and all of these things. But what's, you know, and I know that you were trying to track down some more anecdotes and stories and get more people to show up for the actual event. Right, Chris? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I always throw it invites. You never know <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, Minnesota does have a weird history with the holiday special. You know, we have a letter of apology that I read from Pat Proft. Yes. Who's one of the writers who's based here. Uh, Lev Mailer, who plays the mustachioed guard, um, he has recorded an interview for us. He invited us into his home one year. So we're able to hear these stories and hear from people. But definitely when I was in L.A. and working with folks there who were working uh, mostly in set deck, that's where I got a lot of the anecdotal evidence that people were just showing up and they were, you know, taking some substances and taking a <laughs> paycheck and things were just kind of moving along. <laughs> so. Because, I mean, there are just so many parts that are so, you know, just charming. And I, again, if you're in the Twin Cities, and it, or it, if you're not in the Twin Cities, send a toy to Chris anyway. And then get a copy of this, even if you're going to watch it on YouTube, because now you can find it on YouTube. Be around friends. Because oh, it is so yes. much better when you're around other people. Because then you can all sit there, like, cause, and, and I pulled, like, of course, some of the, like, the highlights. Because there are highlights. <laughs> I think it's amazing. It is amazing because it, it's know. so like I asked my mom. I'm like, did we watch this? Because it's the kind of thing that would have been on. And my mom does not remember it. I mean, the reason why she goes, no, I would remember if Harvey Corman was dressed up as a purple person. And guess what we are ready for now? The cooking. Step one, we stir the mixture. Stir, 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 <laughs> stir, 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 Whip, whip, stir. Whip, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Come on, faster all together now. Cooking can be fun. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Wow! Having fun, having fun. All right? Having a long night. Step three. We also have to beat. So it's beat, 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 stir, whip, stir, whip, beat, beat, stir. That's not right. 
I'm sorry. Stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir beat. Stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir beat. There are so many things that are going on in this film. And it's just, I, I, I do enjoy the fact that at any given moment, you're like, it can't get any more insane. And then something happens. You're like, oh, my gosh, it, it just got more yep. insane. Well, and it's, it's interesting that they... You know, back in the 70s, the variety show, the variety mm-hmm. specials, that was kind of the order of the day. And right. they tried to apply that into the world of Star Wars. Right. So you had these other reasons for people to watch. Harvey Corman, B. Arthur, uh, Diane Kira. Like, these are huge names at the time. And it, the fact that you got them to do these things, they were probably like, well, yeah, Star Wars. It's, yes. it's huge, phenomenon. right. Let's, mm-hmm. let's do it. And it just, you know, it's not as... Did it ever? Some of its parts. Did it ever get into the multiplexes? Did it ever get into like a wide release, or was it just a TV this special? This aired once on just television once. and never again. Never right. Again. George Lucas said if he had enough time and he could, he would track down every copy with a sledgehammer, <laughs> smash it. <laughs> yes. But he produced it. Why was it ever on the air if he? hated it so much why did it ever get the green light to actually air well i think if you've seen the phantom menace some of those questions may be (laughs) answered (laughs) i have and i understand (laughs) i I, I get you there was probably this idea that well maybe kids will like it maybe families will like it and then people will come and as you said chris that's what i like i remember watching the fantasy island holiday special or the love boat or all these things that's what you would do so there's no reason why it in theory, I could see them going, all right, especially, you know, we'll follow through on, you know, you know, return to Endor. All kinds of things get followed through on the time you're like. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this has all of the components of what a variety show was in the 70s, I'm sure they went, it'll be fine. And then you see, you're like, this is not fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These two things together? No. What could go wrong? Did so. people write in letters? Like, was there, and you know how fan mail, but on the opposite, like true Star Wars fans, like, what the hell? Do yep, there were lots of uh, reviews, you know, in the okay. newspaper yep. the following yes. day. Like, the write-ups were terrible. Right. Everything was scary. I think there those would be fun positive. to read Yes. Yeah. after watching. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, it is, it is a curiosity, and I think it is something uh, I have a hard time explaining to people. Basically, my, my promotional tour for this event is just a warning. Like <laughs> telling you all the reasons you shouldn't see this thing. I think I've seen you on TV promoted as such. Yes, <laughs> that is accurate. Um, and I think um, that's part of it is some people believe we're just putting on a show right. called the Star Wars Holiday Special, and they don't understand, no, this is real. This really happened. It's the original cast and all these people, and you truly have to see it to understand. Could you do, or maybe we could do this during the festival next year. We could have a blind screening. And just invite just your average Joe. Absolutely. <laughs> just to be like, hey, it's a it's a blind screening, you know, nobody knows what we're gonna show. Uh there's no admissions fee. Come. Uh if you right. want to make a suggested donation, we'll tell you where the suggested donation it's gonna go to once we're done watching the s- secret screening. And just show it and then actually get people's True reaction to it. And the suggested donation could go towards Toys for Tots or wherever we want. But 100% on board. Okay. okay. The more people I can sabotage and surprise with this, the better. <laughs> I think let's just, I mean, again, if you're listening to this and you're a festival fan, expect this. But okay. if you 
Uh, we're going to do this next year. We're going to have okay. a secret screening, and it's going to be this. It'd be so much That'll fun. Be so, oh yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Because it's one of those things, because every year I end up bringing somebody. Who, I, I try really hard to find a friend True. who hasn't gone, and I make them yeah. come along. Uh, because That's it is the fun. Yeah, because they, they don't believe me when I go. And they, it's, if I'm a geek, and I love Star Wars, and I'm like, it's rotten like they don't believe me because i i mean things that i like i gave a mediocre review to you know solo a star wars film and i'm like and that's not a great movie so they're like if shanna says it's bad she doesn't really mean it's bad i'm like it's rotten it's so but it's so rotten now to me it's delicious (laughs) it's like a puree yes Cause like and you, you talk about it because I like, as you mentioned you do have people that dress up. I've been saying for what four years now, four years now I've been telling Chris that I'm going to remember one year to dress up as Diane Carroll because she does. One this. of these years it's going to happen <laughs> and people are going to lose their mind. Oh my god, it's going to be good because she had she's actually she's very Diane Carroll. She's very stately. She has this great song called "I Am Your Fantasy" and it's so insane because the way that it's set up is for some reason Itchy the granddad gets a present and a present is basically a holographic fantasy girl. Yeah. It's like a VR helmet. Right. That he's sitting in the living room just chilling and gets to hear Diane Carroll talk to him. Happy life day. I do mean happy life day. So gross. So gross. It's so (laughs) creepy. No one wants their granddad hanging out watching VR porn in the living room. Yeah, and he starts working his lower jaw pretty aggressively right. while he's watching this. I don't like it. <laughs> Shouldn't you be watching your grandson? No wonder Mala doesn't want granddad to live in the recliner just chilling. With a helmet that's With a the, VR yeah. helmet that looks kind of like if you had... Um, if you were at uh, a hairdresser and they put a hair drying helmet on your head, that's what their VR helmet <laughs> looks like. But the music is even very like for the seventies. You're like, oh yeah, this is a disco jam. Yeah, okay. I'm sure they're like, I'm sure Diane Carroll was like, sure. But the dialogue that she does, that's where I'm like, why did she say yes to this? Because here's where it starts to come, where she actually starts talking. dancers that look like little like sperm for some reason as he's being lulled into his VR fantasy <laughs> don't translate that I don't want to know I know you're searching for me searching searching I am here my voice is for you alone I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am your mom. And you create me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can feel my creation. Ew, it's almost worse <laughs> not seeing it. We are excited, aren't we? How is this any kind of a Christmas special? <laughs> How is this holiday family theme?
can you find me? You see, I am your fantasy. Right? I am your experience. Yes. So experience me. So experience I am your pleasure. That's right, gentlemen. This I am your pleasure. This is our moment together in time. She's really <laughs> hammering that home. I think the 4 p.m. show should be this without the actual right. <laughs> right. just audio just only just the audio for the whole show attracting a totally different oh. audience oh. <laughs> it'll get people there bringing toys <laughs> the fact that she's responding with the oh oh I know right like Jayden you like I feel you have fully experienced this Okay, I need to stop. And it goes on. Okay, for it goes on for another. Yes, it does. I just am really like going, all right, Nina, when they pitched this to Diane Carroll, they're like, you're going to be a hologram. And she was like, okay, I'm cool with it. But wait. Star Wars. Future. <laughs> yeah, not Star Wars. Yeah, in Star Wars. And I just am amazed that she sat there again. How much? Did, I wonder how much she got paid. Because the singing part it of it, enough. I spine. But it's like the whole point that she just did this VR porn thing with a Wookiee. Fascinates me. Yeah, it says a lot about the Wookiee culture as well. Um, one thing I thought was interesting this year: so the special originally aired on November seventeenth, nineteen seventy-eight, and this year on November seventeenth, it was designated World VR Day. Funny. And I feel like Itchy hey. started this yep, forty years he ago. That he was, was a pioneer. Really, yeah, World <laughs> VR Day. At back in those, back in the time when you are getting approached with the success of Star Wars already just like hot off the press, right? I think you'd take a pay cut to do something like this. I think you would actually be like, I want to be part of the verse. Right. Sure. Possible. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. could be an opportunity for me to be, you know, in, in, in future films. Absolutely. Okay. So I think or you do take, again, You at that moment, you're like, I want to ride this wave. Cool. Well, it's George that. Lucas. It's not some random. It's he's doing it. But and if it's a holiday special, very clearly, it's going to air annually, right? No, nope. right. And I do nope. think it's interesting that along Gone. with it as well, <laughs> some of it ended up being like Star Wars canon. Like there were some things that happened in it. Like the you know the first time we see Boba Fett is in this weird cartoon that they put in it. It's like this old school heavy metal star style yeah. cartoon that Nirvana did back in the day. And it's. Uh, it is starting to creep out there. It's starting to be acknowledged a little bit more. Uh, Sideshow toy. I don't know if you guys look at Sideshow toys. They are the best collectibles on the market. They're amazing, and I should not go on their website anymore because they're very <laughs> expensive. But they did the animated version of Boba Fett. So wow. now people are starting to acknowledge that the holiday special does exist. And it was, from what I understand, even that they were the ones that were like, okay, we're going to grime him up a little bit. And the way that he ended up looking in the films was because of what they did in yeah. this special. And I also, I believe that that was one of the first times that James L. Jones was credited as Darth Vader. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So it, like he wasn't really, you know, so you, there's some things that ended up being, they, I they clearly did not think it was going to be trash. No, <laughs> they really all. were all committed effort. to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> there was effort. There was certainly effort put into this. My hope now, from a, a theme park perspective, with the Star Wars lands opening at Disney World and Disneyland, is that perhaps for the holidays they celebrate Life Day at they the parks. They have to. I think that would be great. They bring have it, to bring it full circle. 
I think they should. Yes, and you go up a tree and you absolutely, and, and you just visit the Wookiee. You put on your red snuggie. Yes, you gather around the tree and you sing. You do sing. You Whatever sing. It is. Should we sing it? This. You get your oboe out. <laughs> Wait, let's buy Carrie. Where's Carrie? Yes, this is Carrie Fisher singing. <laughs> and she's literally diagonal at this point. What is that? Why is that happening? Chewbacca <laughs> after that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just what like, is what is happening? happening? Why? And I th- I think that that's part of it is that you're like, wait, am I supposed, should I go to the bathroom now? No, I can't is go to the bathroom yet. yet. It's no. not over. So why was there another thing that happened? It's you're never like, over. <laughs> it's just it's never going. over. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do, so we're going to do that pop-up thing and then I'm going to remember for next year. I promise. I'm going to get my, because I, I need to get that Diane Carroll. You know, I think that'd idea. be badass. You think that would be good? When you come to the show on Wednesday, there's so many customers there. Just talk to them. That would they, help. Yeah. Help you put it together. That's you, what I you need. should do some sort of a, a costumer uh, competition. And then people can just. But they just actually, they just, you know, and there's like. Cause and there the are, money raised for that could obviously go towards Tourist for Tots. Yeah. 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 And it is fantastic. So tell people how they can get the information about it, Chris. So we have a Facebook page, um, the Star Wars Holiday Special Toys for Tots event. Um, we have. Three shows, four, seven, and ten. I will start ticket distribution at Bryant Lake Bowl at noon on Wednesday. Okay. You bring me a toy or two if you're feeling generous, which you should be, because uh, it is all for the tots. Right. You give me the toys, I give you the tickets. Eat, drink, be merry, and just be a part of the weirdest <laughs> holiday celebration the Twin Cities. There bring have friends. been times bring when I haven't friends. made it through the whole mm-hmm. screening because I've seen it so many times where I just get talking about yeah. it. And There's then we been don't moments even watch I've it. passed out because I <laughs> literally have had enough whiskey <laughs> <laughs> to get me through it. And halfway through, I'm just kind of like on my couch. And, you know, again, like I can't stress enough how generous people have been and how much of a difference this truly makes later in the season for the local toys for tots. And uh, I so appreciate that people come out year after year and have made this part of their traditions i hope i can do it for another 12 years is this also on the bright lake bowls website yes bright lake bowl has it on their website as well um follow me on uh, linkedin yes just kidding no (laughs) but uh on facebook you should change your uh, profile picture to represent the the holiday special i can do that (laughs) don't put me there don't put me there uh it's terrible no I think I'm ready. We will make sure that we also link all of this information. If you go to our show page, Be Our Geek, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook as well. So we'll make sure we link to that. And we will definitely be there this Wednesday bringing along our toys and stirring and whipping along with you. <laughs> 
I should say the poster this year that our friend Clint yes. Lugert did mm-hmm. does feature uh, the cooking segment. So stir whip, stir whip, stir. Very excited. Yes. I have a spot left on my wall because yeah. I have I do have them from the last five years. So I've been waiting. The waiting posters are far better than they have any right to be for a show like this. <laughs> it's fantastic. You can also get the information if you go to Jayton's website over there at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. And I know that you have some fun things coming up. You just finished a, a holiday sale that you guys did that was really a yeah, cool tie-in. Yeah, we had like a pop-up uh, holiday sales with local businesses. Our next event is coming up in January where we're going to be doing a Minnesota Shorts Showcase. So these are a lot of these um, uh, Minnesota Shorts that are made that... Um, they weren't accepted into our festival just because there was so much great content. These are phenomenal short films, and we're honoring local filmmakers, so we're going to be doing that in uh, mid-January as well. All right, we're excited for that. Again, you can get all that information and more if you go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org, and uh, we are going to be presenting a little holiday recap next time, and we also, because I have something special, we're going to be celebrating the birth of our good friend, Jayton Satia, when you hear us on our next episode. What? I'll be reborn. I know. I like it. I like it. It's so happy life day (laughs) to you everybody thank you chris for joining us and we will see everyone next time on be our geek to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental emotional and physical health And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Hola, soy Andrés Cantor y los invito a ver la Copa Mundial de la FIFA. Vive cada jugada y emocionate con nosotros porque el Mundial lo es todo. Del 20 de noviembre al 18 de diciembre en español por Telemundo y Peacock.